Listen to our show. Please listen. Please don't make me take out a loan to pay for my life. Let's give them a pity listen. We will take your pity listens. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. A podcast where three gentlemen chat discuss and review random topics offer it in uh, their opinionated reviews so um my name is crofton steers i am one of said three gentlemen the other two are uh in no particular order michael hodgins michael how are you hello it it uh it occurs to me you call this gentleman and i was thinking of this mark twain quote that i uh tweeted at Bo the other day which is uh, a gentleman is a man who can play the banjo and doesn't. <laughs> I love Mark. I love Mark Twain. He's so that, good. That uh, that sounds apt because the other gentleman is Bo Schwartz. Man, Bo? I don't want to be a gentleman. Hello, li- hello, GBB listeners. Hello, Michael. Hello, Crofton. So if you could play the banjo, you would. I'd play the banjo all the time. Ugh, I knew it. See, I can, but I don't. I just Thank, what's the, what's the opposite? If you're you're either a gentleman or you're a bore. Yeah, you're just some schmuck. Oh well, I guess I, I guess I, I'm part of the schmuck crew then. True. Yeah, I happily accept. How are you, gentlemen? I'm doing, today? doing pretty well, I would say. Um, In the we're, throes of parenthood. I, I I just you know last week we talked about Halloween and uh, I talked about how it was sort of the cornerstone of what is otherwise a fairly shitty time of year in this country, and uh, I stand by that shitty uh time of year well i i'm a big fan of the snow though i actually some snow came down the other day and i kind of like that whole nestled you know those paintings that have like a house like a, a log house and there's snow on the roof and yeah snow. I, like that I know what kind you're of saying. scenery is like i really love that kind of environment and i love those snowy days that are like that i'm a fan you- of that me too. Wait. I'm I'm a big fan, and I like stuff like it, it's snowing super hard. And you, but if you can get out to like a, a like a cozy coffee shop and hang out for a few hours and watch the snow come down, it's just so cozy and lovely. I love it. Okay, okay. First of all, you guys are really lame. But secondly, <laughs> um, th- that's tr- while that may be true, that only happens like later on. Like we got a the smallest dusting of snow, and it's it's mostly just rain, gray skies. Dead plants, uh, you know, November sucks. Yeah, uh, it, it is the worst month in Canada. There's no question about no, it. I but, don't know. I like looking forward to it. It's like a big tease, you know. It's foreplay for the winter time. If we ever get really desperate on this show and have exhausted all topics <laughs> and then start going through every individual month, I'll tell you right now, spoilers, November is bad. <laughs> wow, not even bullshit. That's awesome. That's That's really cool. Well, I, there's there's one thing that's happened this November uh, to me that um, is actually pretty huge, even though really it's probably benign and dumb topic. But I think I get why people like Metallica now. Metallica? Yeah, I've I... always I, I when I grew up I was part of like the grunge type of music that I like to listen to, or maybe the punk rock sort of movement. And I always looked at you know metal bands and hair bands and all that kind of stuff, and you know just like oh that's not for me. Like it didn't associate that with my identity. But I saw a live concert um, of them like yesterday, 
And, well, um, see, it's funny because I know what you're talking about because I, I used to listen to Metallica back in the day and thought they were cool. And as of the past few years, I thought they'd become lame uh, after the whole, like, pay for our music. We don't want to. We're, we're artists and you have to pay us. And, and they made the big, you know. They were anti-Napster, which was not a cool place. Yeah, they just became a bunch of whiners. Time. And then yeah. when I saw they were playing, which I'm sure is where you saw them, at the BlizzCon, I'm like, wow, what a bunch of sellouts. No, but the, that's the. I watched a performance on the Biz, BlizzCon Live virtual ticket, and they were they're amazing musicians. I was just, I don't know if it's my age or what you know the confluence of events and circumstances in my life that because this is a big deal for me because I've always kind of been like you know same thing with Metallica, just brush them off, whatever, don't care. They're lame. Um, they were actually were really incredible, and this is earth shattering for me. So, uh, so if we are to take anything away from this preamble, it is that. Crofton hates November, Bo now likes Metallica, and Mike is sort of indifferent about Metallica but thinks they're corporate he can, sellouts. He can play a banjo, but he will never do it. He's a gentleman. Yes, well, they used to be good, <laughs> but now but now they suck. That's Metallica. But, well, I mean, you got to – Enter Sandman is a pretty solid song. There's a couple, there's a couple of quick uh, reviews without the bull there, gentlemen. Uh, now let's move into one solid, huge, random topic because we honestly haven't pulled out this random topic generator for a while. So yeah, let's time, in- time to dust it off, boys. Yeah, my lungs have recouped a bit. So I think I can handle another <clears throat> random topic. So let's get it started. All right. Oh, just, just- – what- one last thing before you do, um, the past two episodes we've done sort of topical topics like about stuff that's going on. Halloween was a given and we had a big event here in Ottawa that led to us talking about terrorism. More often than not, we're going to be doing the random topic generator. But if you guys have opinions of which type you prefer and that sort of thing, let us let us know. We're always open to feedback uh, on the show. We enjoy uh, trying something a little different, but uh, we've got to keep using the random topic generator. It's just going to wear out. You got to yeah. drive it. We're we're spending a lot of money, so if it feels like we need to use it to get value out of it, unless you guys say that you don't want it. All right, Mike, what are you waiting yeah, for? Yeah, point taken. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we let it idle for too long. Crop. It sounds like it's seizing up. <clears throat> Oh, oh, man. You know, like when you haven't run like a car in a while and then <clears throat> when you start it up, it's just like a really dirty smoke coming out of it. Uh, okay. Um, the topic today is uh, public transportation. I find this particularly fitting as I was just on the bus this afternoon with my uh, young son, a four-month-old, uh, uh, today. And it's the first time I've been on the bus in quite a while and it was a much enjoyable experience there was all kinds of oddball characters chatting with the baby and me and uh it was a pleasant way to get around the city so okay public transportation being well, trans- bus <laughs> or subway or yeah uh, light like rail in- so infrastructure that that uh that we pay through for partially often through our taxes and and pay a small fee to use that takes us around our urban environment so like is it it's taking a, a bus like a greyhound bus from a city to another that's definitely not public transit no. right okay um so yeah no public transit's one of those topics 
uh, that when you hear it right off, you lean like I find most people lean one way where you start thinking, oh, I, like I start thinking, oh, yeah, it's probably trans. It's good. But then I, I start thinking about all these sort of horror stories I've also had where I've been waiting for the bus for hours or I've been, you know, um, uh, just just crammed like a sardine into a into a, a metro or something. Uh, and and uh, I've had a, a series of unpleasant experiences as well. So it is definitely worth discussing. It's all how you think about it. Like when I was on the bus this afternoon, it was extremely jammed. But uh, I guess maybe when you have a baby, it's easier to get people to move aside <laughs> because I, I was able to get out all right. I think often the cost is one thing that comes up. Not not only the fact that fares are always on the rise and you know, it's like I think if you're paying cash in our city, it's like three twenty five or something. It might even be more than that to just get w- one ride. It might even be a fifteen minute ride and it's like yeah, it can seem pricey. But beyond that are the infrastructure costs, like right now they're doing a tunnel and I can't imagine cities like Toronto or New York or London that have these giant undergrounds. The cost of those are it's astronomical. Like the tunnel we're dig- digging here is going to cost I think a billion dollars, and it's nothing compared to some of the like what Montreal or or major uh, urban centers have. So like the costs are huge, and I guess it's like does the value cost benefit? Does that make sense? Um, I think that it also like when you when you mentioned those cities. Um, it strikes me because I lived I, I lived for many years in Montreal, Quebec, which is a much more populated and denser city than the city I live in now, Ottawa. Um, both I've used public transit, but I know I noticed that the value of public transit was was higher to me in in Montreal, the denser city. And part part of that has to deal with the fact that they had underground metros, uh, which were very very useful. But the other the other part has to do with the fact that that the more people there are in close proximity, the more uh, of a rationale you can have for having a lot of buses or a you know a, a more, more routes, uh, more convenience. So it feels like if you are in a you know, a, a city that is not much bigger than a town, or if you're in a mid-sized city like Ottawa, or if you're in a large city like Montreal, Toronto, uh, New York, whatever, it seems like the mileage you get out of public transit may vary, or the value you get out of it would vary. Yeah, it, 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 to me, take, because, and I'm sure we'll talk about environmental issues soon enough, but to me, when I think of why would, because there are you know, vehicle, there have been vehicles available for purchase for offered to you know everyone for quite a while. Why would something like public transportation continue to be relevant? And to me, it's just that we do we do um, place in, in in urban areas and some even smaller cities. Like I lived in Kingston, and they have a bus system there. Um, that. That there's a sense of there is a denser area and we want to reduce the amount of traffic and there's not there's there's only a finite amount of parking yet there's so many individuals who want to be in a certain area that um, having public transportation you know sort of sol- alleviates the problem of, of that density of, of being able to get there um, being being able to um, assure that everyone who wants to be in a particular part of, a, of an urban area can get there does that make sense? I wonder what the first bus was, like why they said, you know what, we're going to have a bus. Well, I mean, it, it, like that used to be – there was a while in the sort of pre 
car manufacturing boom where public transportation was quite quite robust around North America. And there's this famous uh, this famous thing, I think it was GM. It was uh, in that documentary, Who Killed the Electric Car, which is quite interesting, that uh, GM and I think some, maybe some of the other big car companies bought up a lot of public transportation systems around North America and then dismantled them because they wanted to sell cars, right? Uh, and so, again, it, like I think when, we, when talking about public transportation, it's like versus the car. And I think Part of when I think of public transportation, like as a whole, I'm about, you were just talking about a bow of like and Crofton about like dense cities where there's a lot of people. Like, I think you know, we can always just say it just basically makes sense. It's made sense in the past, it makes sense now, but it's it's kind of like it's if you're doing the balancing act, well, do I want a car or do I want a public transportation? And I find one thing you got to disentangle from that is uh, the cars are status symbols. And and so is taking the bus. So, so there's kind of this mentality that like, oh, schmucks take the bus or people or people who have no money take the bus or because if you had money, you'd buy a car, right? And so it's, it's just like it almost like – and that might be different in, in cities with, with really big – uh, big transit systems, uh, but in this city, for sure, I feel like th- it, it's it's like a class thing. It's funny because I was going to argue the opposite in this city. In a city like Montreal, that's like the you see more lower income people on uh, uh, on the the metro or in the bus. But when I take the bus in the morning to work, it's all like you know suits and ties and stuff like that whereas uh in many other cities it's not in 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 uh, the city we live in it, it's public transit is used i find by everybody as opposed to just like a, a rich having a rich or poor divide which you do see especially in america like my brother went to atlanta uh not too recently but but it's like if you make more than x amount of money you do not take the public transit there whereas in whereas in Ottawa, uh, there's a lot of people on the bus, at least when I go to work. Right. And w- well, one of the other, th- I think, uh, and especially in Ottawa, which has a kind of gridlock problem, I think why you see some of that is because it beats, traf- it beats traffic because there's segregated bus lanes and things like that. So that, uh, and it gets cars off the road. So if you want to save yourself a headache, often you'll take the bus because you don't want to just sit in. But like I was, I was just on the bus, as I said earlier today, which is, it's a Sunday today. And uh, there was not, it was like pretty much teenagers and what looked like skids. It was pretty much, and it was full. And, and uh, like maybe university students, like young demographic and or very old demographic. Definitely not a lot of people I'd say that seemed in my age uh, category, though I guess I sort of look like a homeless guy. So I might have looked like the, one of the skids in there. <clears throat> but um, but but again, because it's like it may be like you take the bus to work every day. But on the weekend, like, oh, no, I'll drive my Porsche SUV around on the weekend because I'm a big shot. But uh, I'll try to beat the traffic on the on the weekdays. Or you might go out of town or stay home. Like you have a house. If you have a house to li- uh, where on a Sunday, you may be doing stuff around the house. Right. It makes sense to me that there'd be less of, a, you know, of the nine to fivers on the bus during the weekend, especially if they've taken it all week. Yeah, like I, I would say that there are certain periods of time when you'll see a certain, t- uh, more likely to see a certain type of individual. You know, I'd like to point out that this is very like superficial judgment on the part of, <laughs> you know, uh, interpreting a story about the people that are taking public transportation. Like, oh, this guy's a poor guy and this guy's a, a, a suit guy. So he has money and all that kind of stuff. I think that, there's never been a time when 
at least for us, the cars are more available to people than ever to a wide range of, of, um, you know, people working because the majority of people do work, um, through the, you know, through, through the virtue of, of car loans, like zero down payments and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like, you know, again, you don't have to have a Porsche or take public transportation. You can have a, you know, a, a, a Toyota Yaris little car or something like that that you can take around and and not have to subject yourself to the bus. I think that um, I think you're right about Ottawa uh, in terms of a lot of people. Uh, I lived in Quebec and I worked in Ontario at one point, and there's quite literally gridlock traffic and a lane for the bus, and it was two side. Like we were just speeding by everybody, and I'd always have a little laugh at all those suckers who've who are paying all kinds of extra money to own a car, insurance, gas, just to sit in that line and rage all morning and start their day off that way. When um, you know you can take the bus, and yes, the bus was packed, and sometimes it was standing room. Um, I personally was only ever on there for ten minutes. And, um, you know, it really wasn't that bad and much cheaper. So, you know, I think there, I think that there is a, a mythos about the way families need to be organized and, and what it means to make it, what it means to be doing well, even if you're only making 30 grand a year and owning a car is part of that story for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I think that there is sort of a thing. Now, I own a car. I'm kind of trying to go the other way. I hardly use my car because I live pretty centrally, and I'm lucky for that. And I'm thinking it needs some work, and I'm thinking I might just get rid of it in about a year or so if we can figure out how not to uh, to use it entirely, which is maybe tricky with a baby. But I'm curious to hear from you, Bo, on the fact that you have uh, never owned a car and use public transportation a lot. Yeah, sure. And um, even at a certain point, um, to be clear, I, I'm not my previous relationship. My ex really wanted to get the driver's license in the car. And I remember us fighting about it because I wasn't interested. I definitely had the money. I had a job that was, you know, a lot of, you know, my, my income per year was really high. And for the both of us together, we were making over $100,000 combined per year. Like, there's no reason for us not to own a car. And this was a source of conflict because I was like, I just don't see the value in it. Like, it, we would talk about the reasons you would spend money on things. And I'm like, I just don't see the value. It's like, yeah, we can get around. But then I have to keep track of insurance and keep track of of doing, you know, changing tires in the winter. Like, all of that stuff is a huge turnoff for me managing a vehicle for safety, for the expenses, and I derive no status benefit. I I don't see myself as being like, oh, now I'm cool, now I'm an adult. I own a car. Um, And I think I have a little bit of trepidation about driving, even though I know I'm perfectly capable of it. I think that I just don't... I just don't want to. Like, (laughs) at the end of the day, you know... And um, so, you know, as it turned out, I never ended up buying the car. I always felt like it was an anchor. And everything that I've needed to do in life, I've been able to accomplish through the use of public transportation. And, in, in you know, when I bought my television, I mean, I, I paid for a taxi to help me drive it home. And, yeah, it was an extra, you know, 20, 30 bucks on top of, you know, an over $1,000 purchase. Actually, it wasn't a TV. It was something else. But there's... Anyways, I remember one time I had a big shopping bill, and I'm like, oh, I need a car to really get this home. I'm not taking it on the bus, and, you know, you pay for a taxi. In the the net, in the long run, you might look at a life lived where you've never owned a car and think about the amount of money you're saving, um, you know, having that. So it's really, really the question is what is the value of being able to step into a couch on wheels and go anywhere you want at any time possible, you know, 
How much does that mean to you? Is it worth the expense? And for some people, it's just no, even if they can't afford it. And I'm proud to be one of those people. It, it's funny because, like, I think it's possible that it's bow, but I think that there'd be a big argument for me being the person who's taken the most public transit in his life, in the sense that I only got my driver's license a few years ago, uh, and I um, in in Montreal and in in Ottawa, and uh, I I've had to take all you know a lot of buses. Mike has always you know been driving, but also. Um, Lean towards, uh, lean towards biking and stuff. And Bo has, has, um, well, maybe Bo lived in Elmer and stuff. There's a good chance that he he took may, maybe as much as me. But I I definitely feel I've tried a variety of public transit and taken a lot of it. And it is and it's great for the most part. But there's lots of lots of issues with with public transit, both dependent on the city where, where you live and overall. So whenever you go somewhere, Mike touched on this earlier, you're making a decision. You're making a decision. What is the best way to get there? The most efficient way to get there? The easiest way to get there um and, and what is what are the available options in which to get to get there so if you just need to get around inside of a city there's a good part uh, there's a good uh chance you can rely on public transit as soon as you have to get outside of that city it can be a little bit can be a lot you probably will have to rely on on uh an, a, a car in some way or shape or form and so um, in my case, for instance, I own a car. I use it maybe on weekends. Um, this weekend, I didn't use it at all. But it's to get to somewhere that pretty much would be a huge pain without it, and uh, and and so that makes you know that makes a car necessary for me. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't care for public transit. On the other hand, if I if I can avoid taking public transit, I do. I take my bike. I bike to work uh, because. Public transit, by and large, is not going to get you from point A to point B as quick as any sort of personalized option. So a personalized option is, for instance, a car or a bike or walking or, or running. Like you're go, you're choosing, I'm leaving point A and I'm going directly to point B. Uh, public transit involves making accommodations for a system. So, uh, you know, bus, uh, one bus number one goes, brings me from one point to another, then I, I walk for maybe a block to bus number two and I take it, you know, X amount of the way and then bus number three or whatever, depending on, and it can be, it can honestly be really frustrating and a pain. And, uh, and because of that, like if I can avoid taking public transit around here in particular, I try to, and I think that there's something to be said for that. It's an option and I'm glad it's there. But at the same time, it's an option that I generally prefer not to take. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know who's taken more between public transportation to the two of us because, like, I lived for five years in Kingston and went to university. Um, and the bus was a highly convenient way to, to get um, to work in a short amount of time. But more often than not, I was walking the 30 or 40 minutes it took to get to where I needed to go. So, I mean, I'm my particular lifestyle is one that if I get a job somewhere or if I'm doing something somewhere, I want to get up and go and live as close as possible because one of the, you know, one of the terrible things about taking the bus too is that um, if you, you know, if your bus comes every 30 minutes and you miss a bus, well, then maybe the next bus isn't going to get you to where you need to be on time. And if that matters, that's a bad thing. 
And um, but no one also wants to get on a bus an hour and a half earlier than they feel they they need they need to in order to do that. So scheduling, I mean, can be your life around buses, and depending on an outside group for your most vital commitments and appointments is extremely extremely challenging in that way. And so that's why I always feel like, well, you know, if I if I got a job uh, on the other side of town. I would be thinking about, well, I need to move in some location there. And that's not something that's available to people who want to set down roots and buy a house. It's it's by no means, uh, uh, you don't flip a switch and, and just buy a new house, especially if you're paying it off as, as opposed to just owning things outright. Like your, your mobility in that way is um, definitely curtailed. So, you know, and that's where the public transportation system, uh, you know, I think can be uh, definitely have a very negative effect you know when you wait a long time for for your bus that's a that's an interesting point and one of the main probably downfalls is like the scheduling the planning uh i'm inherently not a good uh planner so it's like if i be if i take the bus to work which happens occasionally i also am able to bike luckily and usually pass about four buses on my bicycle but when i can't for whatever reason, I get the bus and, and I'm always like, it's, I'm the last one to be like, when does the bus come? And I'll check online and be like, oh, and they'll run out and maybe miss it. And then you got to wait 10 minutes. So the scheduling thing uh, is annoying. But I also realize uh, that a lot of like the personal transportation, like a car, it's it just because it, it makes me realize that like I am disorganized person. And it's not a bad thing to have to for me to or for anyone to be a little bit more organized and regimented in your lifestyle, especially when it has so many like positive benefits, less cars on the road, less overall pollution. Plus, it's sort of a communal system of transportation, which is a nice thing in the city. You might see the same people on the bus every day. You know, probably you don't talk to them, but you could, I guess, if it weren't for smartphones and the like. But all, all to say that I find that the again versus the car or other things, you know, we we tend to live inherently in a pretty selfish society, a pretty like self-oriented society. So like, oh, it's inconvenient to take the bus. I'll take my car. And I feel like it's decisions like that which keep which which keep us in these kind of um, cycles of not being able to do things like address climate change or reduce the amount of cars on the road. And then when we think about uh, what I think are poor planning, like like, uh, I mean planning in the city planning uh, way, uh, poor planning decisions about how we're building. And it's just more cars are adding lanes because everyone's taking the selfish decisions like, well, I I want a car. It's not convenient for me to like make sure I'm somewhere 10 minutes before a bus comes. Uh, so therefore, you know, the, the overall cost of this kind of selfishness, which uh, which leads people to not want to take the bus, uh, has all kinds of, of, of other downfalls. I, I really think that being able to, to say, oh, I'm just going to organize my life a little bit better. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit longer, but there's so many positives. It's, I think, worth it. But what if it's – okay, I, like because I'm, I'm in agreement with what a lot of what you're saying. But, but saying selfish is always co- – uh, has the connotation that it's it's bad versus thinking of the collective, which is always always good. Thinking of yourself is is always uh, it, you know has negative connotations. And let's face it, if everybody took the bus, absolutely everybody took it, then probably uh, well definitely transport um, in the infrastructure supported it would be would be much more expedient, streamlined, everything right. But that's not, you know, that's not the world that we live in. So if I 
can get to work 15 minutes earlier every day or spend 15 minutes each way let's let's say um uh, and save that save that time save my time half an hour a day 15 minutes or 15 hour 15 minutes back by taking my car as opposed to taking the bus and that 15 minutes or that half an hour extra day is half an hour i get to spend with my kid um uh, more every day uh then I can justify to myself, I'd be like, okay, you know what? This is this selfish act. Yeah, I'm thinking of my happiness. I'm thinking of being able to spend my time with my kid. But in my lifetime, uh, you know, I would that amounts to much more time with my kid than than it does sitting or standing or waiting for the bus and all that sort of thing. I'm not I'm not saying like in an ideal world everybody would just do the bus and then that would make it faster and would make everything. But like we don't live in that world, so why not uh, give myself the most time? Uh, but, but again, then, and like this comes back to like it depends when you go because like if it's rush hour, you're not going to be saving that time uh, driving your own car. It's only you know when it's not a lot of other traffic on the road. So maybe it's the weekend or, or, or that sort of thing. It's it's more of a hype. It's a hypothetical. Uh, in in the situation that I'm presenting, I would be saving. Let's say I'd be saving that 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 time, right? Um, uh, then then is it? You could see where the where the decision lies, like public transit still being an appealing option of something that you will want to support, but maybe more inconvenient for you. And if you value your time, say more than the money it costs in gas and parking and stuff like that, maybe you you know you want. But then you end up in these situations where when I'm waiting for the bus to cross the bridge, I see all these cars going by with one person in them, as opposed to like you know carpools, which are another potential. Uh, I get. I, I'm not sure if they would be a form of official public transportation, but they're at least a collective option, right? So, so uh, you see, you see, and that infuriates me when I see all those one car. But sometimes I'm that one car person, you know, and uh, and and there's often a reason why I've made that choice that day, right? And who am I to necessarily begrudge all the choices that these other people have well, made? And also taking a step back and thinking of public transportation, like we're talking about from this point of view as, you know, fairly wealthy individuals who we can make a choice to own a car and decide when to take public transportation. And that's great. It might save us convenience here and there. And and those are decisions, you know, we, we have to make. We can, and uh, I think the discussion is valid about how, you, how you, you balance that transportation versus your own vehicle. But having a public transportation system allows all – and this has got to be one of the most positive things about it – all the people who do not have the option to have, a, to have a car, and there are lots of them, to still be able to get around the city. Like imagine there just wasn't no bus to take or no subway to take, and the only place you could afford housing was 30 kilometers from the only place you could find work. You would you, be, you wouldn't work. You'd be like, well, I guess I just I don't know what I'm going to do, uh, you, or you'd you'd have to find a different kind of job. I mean, life would be much more difficult. But certainly, having a public transportation infrastructure, uh, a lot, it, it sort of it at least allows everyone to be able to get around. Maybe not always in the most convenient fashion, but it certainly like democratizes transportation. So it, even if it's a bad system, it's kind of like necessary. Uh, it, it's it's kind of, yeah i think it's when you say it's necessary that our culture and our life has evolved to such a point that for the most part it's recognizes a motorized vehicle as a, a necessary quality of life um 
necessary quality of life, I don't know, vector or standard that, you know, even if you can't afford to have your own motorized vehicles, that there is a, a method that you have where you can get to work, which helps drive the economy, or that you can get to vendors, which also, I guess, helps drive the economy. Um, so, you know, so that it's, it's, it's so it's recognized as being so vital that I think that public transportation is something that we'd have to have options for. I think the ideal world, by the way, is that is not that we'd have buses, is that we'd all have vehicles and they wouldn't pollute the environment. And we'd have some sort of uh, space time compression parking lot so they wouldn't take up tons of room in all sorts of places. That's the ideal world, <laughs> you know, where we're all able to essentially get to where we want, you know, whenever we want and and because i think we talk a lot about the city aspect and why we would have buses because it helps alleviate congestion but many of us have family or have reasons even if it's on occasion to drive out to the country to drive out to other cities that you know don't necessarily there isn't an airline or a, a train that you know conveniently gets you there or just that you have that car when you get to that other city so that you can I don't know, do tourism or just get around freely. Um, a lot of us would, you know, if there was one reason for me to really want to have a car, it would be to, I don't know, just drive to Montreal or Toronto or, you know, up home to where my family lives in, in the uh, the wilderness of Quebec, um, sort of at my own will. And that would be the only value there that I'm missing, I feel, on, on owning a vehicle. Okay, well, uh, gent, uh, I think then uh, we are ready to roll into verdicts. Uh, if you guys are, I am definitely ready. Yeah, I uh, I think we can lay down the gavel on some, on some public transportation. Oh, there's the gavel now. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll start. Um, so uh, yeah, public transportation is good, um, and uh, yeah, no, it was it was sort of uh, what Mike said about like, what are you going to do if there's no public transportation? Uh, it, it's a good point. Like, I mean, it's it, it has served me so well, and I have so many stark. Images in my mind of it driving me absolutely batshit crazy, <laughs> and uh, and so I it makes me want to say like you know bullshit or whatever like uh, you know Metro Line is closed in Montreal and like I'm I'm extremely late for work and then they talk about oh you know if you're late again we're gonna have to fire you I'm like the whole Metro Line closed down or like you're waiting in the the, the winter cold for two hours for a bus or just you know just brutal stuff. But in the end, um, I remember those because they were so annoying. I don't remember the perfect bus ride that got me, you know, right to where I needed to go quickly and efficiently. You know, it, I, I'd be appreciative of it, appreciative of it when it happened. But aside from that, you know, I'm not going to dwell on it. So you always remember the worst stuff, and I recognize that, and I definitely recognize um, the value of, of, of public transit, and 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 I do think that if everybody was uh, using public transit whenever they could, and it, that it was it, it, that it made sense for their lives, which is I think a lot more than people would like to admit. I think the world would in you know, definitely be a better place. So I'm, I'm going to have to say uh, public transit is good, uh, though I do have sometimes my pet peeves with it. Well, there's pet peeves with everything, driving too. I guess I'll go next since I'm yammering already. Uh, I'm in total agreement. Public transportation is good. 
and being someone who lived at this point still the large majority of my life in a place where I had to have a car, there was no public transportation, and I drove a lot, I've really been making the transition and trying to really embrace um, uh, public transportation. I don't see the car as a status symbol worth owning, uh, but unfortunately, I still think a lot of people do. And uh, I, I do think the world would be a better place if we all use public transportation. I think those systems would improve to the point where they would be um, almost painless and uh, and there'd be net gains elsewhere in the environment and energy costs and just costs all around. The infrastructure to maintain roads, it's crazy. If it was just public transportation, all would be better and you'd maybe talk to more people possibly. Anyways, yeah, good. All right. Um, I, you know, definitely have to say that buses are good. In 35 years of living my life, I wouldn't have been able to do any of the things that I've done. Mind you, if there were no buses, perhaps I would have been motivated enough to buy a vehicle. However, I don't feel that my quality of life has suffered in any way without it. So I'm a very big fan of it with the small caveat of... um, you know, for example, I live in Ottawa near the 95, 96, the tran- what's called the, I think the Rapid Transit Way or something like that, where all the fastest buses are five minutes from my house. It's amazing. But if I want to get to my mother's house, I've got to take a transfer bus, which involves like sometimes a 20 to 30 minute wait. So it ends up taking me like an hour and a half, which I can bike in less time. And I'm like a, a big guy. I'm like 260 pound man biking <laughs> i can bike faster than i can bus there and um so you know i think those things are frustrating and i wish more people took the bus so that there was a better bus i don't know the better quality of bus a better bus economy a better bus service uh and not just bus but other types of transportation too uh as well but overall public transportation is a very awesome thing all right, it's kind so the, of it's kind of a hard thing to crap on totally really. Well, you know, it's it's like it's hard it's it's almost the thing that about it is that it's almost seen seen as charitable, especially the people who never take the bus, like who look down their noses at buses. And we're not talking about rich people. We're talking about middle class people. You know, my I know so many people that are like, "Oh, if I had to take the bus, I'd fucking die." Oh I my know. god. Well, what's the best like, thing? Well, the best thing about Yeah. I, I oh sorry. I because feel that Oh, go ahead, Mike. Just let me finish. When I saw um, my, I think my, it was some kind of tax bill I had, and it had a portion that showed what was towards transit, and I think I paid something like $400 a year. And then, like, that's before ever buying a bus ticket. So I'm like, well, I'm already contributing a lot to it. I may as well use it. Yeah. <laughs> so. no, no, absolutely. And I will say, like, and this is not to crap, Bo, on, on your friends and family who may be telling you this, uh, but I do think that the people – there are people who love to drive, who honestly enjoy the act of driving. And I don't begrudge anything from these people if they, you know, if they want to drive. I find it hard to believe that if you love the act of driving, you love sitting in a traffic jam – it seems like those two things aren't congruent, but whatever. But I, I do think that people who think of cars as status symbols, um, I, I, I like especially around here, and I don't want to, I don't want to say everywhere are are lacking in education a little bit, or the peop the people that are that are. Um, Sort of w- uh, well informed about about uh, how much you're putting into the the public transit system, about the availability of the public transit system. As I say, like I see so many people on my way to work that are that that uh, I, like um, senior directors directors. I'm taking the bus with. Um, 
but that but that doesn't mean they don't own a Porsche SUV on the no, side and no, still have that, that status that, symbol. Yeah, but that they're in. What I'm saying is that they are endorsing the by taking the bus. You can still own a nice car if you want and do whatever w- you want with it. But if you're taking the bus to work, you are endorsing the public transit system, and that's what we're talking about: public transit. And I just think that that. People like that are telling Bo, oh, if I had to take the bus, I'd die. These are people that are clearly misguided with regards to public transit. And I think part of it has to do with, uh, you know, an understanding of what it is and what they contribute to it and how it contributes to society. Well, or they just need to suffer through some really bad traffic jams, which I have, in order to make your head want to pop off. And then you're like, yeah, I'll take the bus. It's more egocentricism. Like it's that sense of status. Like as you say, that they don't, you know, it, it's just, it's, a story is being told. Certain types of people take the bus. Yeah. Certain type of people take, you know, uh, Amer- people with American values, with individuality, with a pioneering spirit, with a sense of individuality, own cars, mature adults, people who are poor, people who can't manage their lives correctly, people who have too many children, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> take the bus. I'll be honest, that's like that is definitely something I associate with the states. I'm extremely surprised to hear that uh, as sort of like the the way that people see things. Well, uh, I, I know, uh, I know around like, here, honestly, just well, because I, at my at my work, for instance, like of of the the work unit that I work on, we're we're ten people. Uh, Two bike to work and the rest take the bus. There isn't one person that drives. Yeah, but he, but again, you're you know you're, you're probably pigeonholed into like a certain kind of segment of the population, like somewhat well educated and and uh, maybe alternative thinking or whatever. But like if I think of my bike commute to work down Bank Street every day, and there's tons of people to take the bus down there, but there is also tons of a holes in cars driving like maniacs because they're angry about being in traffic. Like every single day, there's people revving yeah. engines, honking oh, yeah. horns. Like they're they're just angry people in cars who are like honking at buses and and almost running me. I almost get by a car like every day on my bike. And it's like there's there are tons of people that are just like they're in their car. I'm here to get someplace. They don't got time for anything else. And I feel like there's tons of people like that as well. And they're like they're the car people and they have no time for anything else. And I just find like that once it's those people's minds that need to get changed. Yeah. All right. So. If you have a message that you feel like would change people's minds or change our minds or give us some perspective on whether you're pro-public transportation or anti-public uh, transportation or just think people who use public transportation are losers, all of that and the above, email us at our email address, goodbadbull at gmail.com, and um, we'll definitely read and respond to your email on the air. We really, we really love hearing from listeners about the show. Um, finally, uh, you can find uh, out more about the show on our website. That's goodbadbull.com. There, there's links to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and an RSS feed. Finally, you can like us on Twitter at goodbadbull, and you can like us on Facebook. Go to our website and follow the links there. All right, uh, Crofton, if our listeners yes. want to find out more about you know you individually, where can they find you? And what you're- uh, they can follow me online at Crofton Steers on on the Twitter, which is essentially the public transit of social media. <laughs> <laughs> Good analogy. Oh, and Michael, if our listeners want to find out more about what you're up to or just interested in you, where can they find you? They can find me um, also on the public transportation of communication Twitter at ML Hodgins. But you guys realize it's not public at all, right? <laughs> Well, it is, but yeah, no, it is public. Twitter's the public one. Facebook's the private one. 
in any case, next time I'm on the bus, I will make a tweet about it. <laughs> make a tweet. All right. You can find me at <laughs> Bo Schwartz. And uh, you referred to Twitter as the Twitter, and you refer to tweeting as making a tweet. Like, this is like the old man consortium <laughs> of technology. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll stop being mean to you guys. That's okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so, do you guys have any, um, like, a memorable experience or something? Uh, you know that you associate with it's a weird thing to say but i feel like you know public transportation needs its champions and heroes is there anything any memory you have well, of taking the bus aside from a specific one like i'll jump i i think crofton clearly had some nostalgia of his days in montreal uh and and i have spent some time in montreal not nearly as much as him and i definitely have fond memories of going downtown by myself when i was 19 or whatever taking the bus getting on the metro exploring the city and that was a really like uh, empowering time for for me and which was made possible by the wonderful public transportation system montreal has uh, i got into a fight with a bus driver <laughs> <laughs> uh he wanted to, i was like 18 and he wanted to take away my id card because it had expired but I, i'm a pretty vain person and it was a pretty attractive picture of myself so i didn't want to give it away Sounds like he was in the right. And I, I had, I had like a current one and an old one. He wanted to take the old one away, but I, you know, I had it there. So he, I refused to give it to him, and so we wrestled in the front of the bus while the rest of the bus. Walked <laughs> like it's like this. Poor, I'm 18. This is like 40 year old man wrestling me, and we were up there. It felt like forever. Like in the, I, I would you, bet on the 40 year old man. Well, the thing was, he was winning, so I threw it out the bus. And and then I got off the bus and collected my things, and he stared, and I walked away. I, I, I won, but not like the battle of strength, I guess you could say, just of cleverness. See, so... <laughs> well, this is why you can't have nice things. I know. I, I, I get indignant over the dumbest, most inconsequential things oh, in life. Okay. But, hey, we all have to have something that makes us special. Are we done? Yeah, we're done.